Hello, and welcome back to Seoul. We're nearing the end of the year, and it's almost time to reflect back on everything we've been through. But we're not quite there yet. Before the end of the year, it's a busy time for a lot of us, myself included. Uh, we're getting very frustrated. We tend to be on the weaker side of communication. And that's what I'd like to talk to you about a little bit today. Now, you could be going through a lot of things or very few things, depends on where you are, but I've got friends, they're close to closing the last deal that's going to make the year. You might be wrapping up your quarter, your end of your tasks, submitting your deliverables. It's finals week for a lot of people, whether you're in high school, whether you're in university. And it may be the time of the year when you're just running around trying to buy presents for everyone and, you know, being in multiple places at once. Ultimately, it is a very chaotic time for a lot of us. And we want to learn more about what the subtle things are that we can do every day to cope with the chaos and help contribute to it being less chaotic. That is something that we can do through communication. Very subtle differences in words that are, well, just words, but can make a big difference in our attitude and help us communicate more effectively as we go through this loud period of our lives. So here are some examples illustrating how slight adjustments in wording can create a more positive and collaborative interaction. While you navigate your end of your deals, your deliverables, communicating with people inside and outside of work, school, home, just to make it easier for you to engage and respond affirmatively and have them respond affirmatively while you still maintain your focus. Number one, instead of saying, do you understand? Say, does that make sense to you? This encourages open communication and makes it easier for the person to ask for clarification without feeling pressured. This one is especially important for all of you who are in your profession, trying to explain things to people, helping people who especially are going to be helping you with your own deliverables and wrapping up the year. Number two, instead of saying, I don't know, say, I'll find out for you. This is something that's really important for, for example, those of you who are studying at home and You've got a parent that walks into the room and asks you something, right? We're very stressed. I remember during finals how stressed I was, how much was going on, and you feel like it's the end of the world if you know you don't do well on your exams. But this shows a willingness to assist and provides a more positive outlook. And you can always make time for something small. Now, if you can't make time, number three, instead of saying, I can't do that, we can say, let me find a solution for you. This conveys a proactive attitude and a commitment to finding a solution. So even if your parent or your guardian comes in and asks you to do something, it could be a friend, it could be a teacher, a professor, it could be someone at work and you don't have the capacity. It still conveys a proactive attitude and a commitment to finding a solution and finding someone else who can help take this on. Number four, instead of saying you're wrong, say, I see it differently. Can we discuss our perspectives? This is especially important when you have to rely on other people. This can be in group work, this can be even at home, this can be in the workplace. It invites a more constructive conversation and encourages collaboration. Number five, instead of saying you have to, say it would be great if you could. This is especially good if you're on the other end. You might be a manager, you might be a teacher, professor, you might be a parent where you have to actually ask someone to help you with certain tasks or chores. This gives the person a sense of choice and autonomy, making them more likely to cooperate. Number six, instead of saying this is a problem, say this is an opportunity for improvement. 
When you're stuck at the end of the year and you've got a lot of hurdles, this positive framing can shift the focus from challenges to solutions. Now, of course, that's not to say that you you will automatically find an opportunity and fix this, but it could be that, well, you can solve it short term, right, just to be able to wrap up the year, but then focus on what this opportunity could bring for next year. Number seven, a lot of times you'll need to be reaching out to people. So instead of saying, sorry for bothering you, say, thank you for your time. Expressing gratitude can make interactions more positive and leave a favorable impression. Number eight, instead of saying, I can't help with that, say, I'm not sure, but I can direct you to someone who might know. This one's a little bit similar to number three, but in this case, you're directly asking someone to help with a specific task. Now, once again, you're directing someone elsewhere, either to another person or a different solution, in order to show a willingness to assist, even if it's not directly within your expertise. Number nine, instead of saying, this will only take a minute, or I just need five minutes, say, I'll be brief. That way you're also keeping it brief and you're managing expectations by being transparent about the time required. This will be appreciated by others. And lastly, instead of saying, don't forget, say, remember to X. This is a subtle way to frame a reminder in a positive manner and emphasizes action. And on that note, we did say we'll keep it short and sweet. And I'll remind you, to take this all in step by step, day by day. Thank you. Good luck with your communication as you wrap up the year. Remember to take a deep breath. We've got this. And see you next week on Soul.